Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope y'all are having a fantastic day today, and we're still actually enjoying some decent Florida weather in the part that we're at. We're also helping out and talking to a lot of people and sending some people some support. And I know a lot of guys up here sending generators down. I got linemen going down there and more food they're running down and fuel. Fort Myers. Talked to a good buddy of mine last night. I've known him for a couple of years, and he's down there in Fort Myers. He's about five, six miles off the beach, and they took some pretty substantial damage, but his brother, who was actually on the beach, pretty much got wiped out. And again, we're just continuing to help as many people as we can down south and what's going on with the water cresting over in the Sanford area in northeast Orlando. Um, still pushing through it. So again, thank you for your prayers and support and anything. If you guys are down here, feel free to help out as much as you can. I know a lot of people have been doing stuff consistently. So thank you again for the support of that. And be sure to check out Health Masters if you need anything at all. The product of the week, y'all voted and it won the Cortisol Buster Got numerous votes on it, one pretty strongly. That will be going on sale this afternoon on Product of the Week on the front page. And be sure to get involved with that and vote for what you want to see win next week. Take advantage of the Cortisol Buster sale when that goes up today. And speaking of supplements, you know, a lot of you guys understand there's a big difference in quality of supplements. And again, we thank you for choosing the highest quality supplements you can possibly get through Health Masters. Somebody sent me an article yesterday. And it was it irritated me, but again, I had to address this because this again is another cover front of pure propaganda to try to justify why so many people and young guys and young women are dying and coming down with all these cardiac events, including myocarditis and just random tachycardia out of nowhere. And there's an article that came out a couple of weeks ago, and this is the title from insider.com. Cardiologists are saying they're seeing a rise in 20-something-year-olds with heart arrhythmias caused by herbal supplements. Now, first off, the title right off the rip, it already gives you pretty much a green light understanding of where they're going to go with this. What they've been doing now, and remember I told you guys, I read a lot of these headlines weeks ago, taking naps on the couch can cause strokes. Doing too much gardening can cause heart attacks. Going and sleeping too much can cause you to have blood clots. They're trying to use every excuse they can to justify why so many people are having cardiac events. And what's interesting about this is cardiologists that they did this interview with said that they're seeing an unprecedented amount of individuals that are under 30 developing heart problems from simply taking herbal supplements. They said common supplements like fish oil and bitter orange are being linked now to heart problems. Now – Before I get into this any further, you guys understand that this whole thing that they're saying right now is pure propaganda. Now, there's no question about it. There are some supplements on the market that are probably very poorly created, some of which probably have raw ingredients made out of China, and they're probably more damaging than good for you. There's no question about that. I'm not going to say there's some stuff on the market that shouldn't be on there because some of it's complete garbage. That's why we do everything we can with detailed testing, with going in and making sure we test all the rolls with the batches. Everything gets tested and all the rolls are required from the highest quality sources we can possibly get a hold of. That being said, what they're trying to do now in this article is blame anything they can on supplements. They're saying now that many people are coming into ERs and cardiologists and doctors because they're experiencing this random phenomenon of taking vitamins and having all types of heart arrhythmias. Now, what they're saying here, they say bitter orange, which has been linked to arrhythmia, can cause irregular heartbeat. 
Now, there's not been any research I have found about this. This isn't a product that I really know much about, nor do I really use it. But there's not been any true clinical show, you know, data that's showing this. The one that really I got a kick out of, this is the one they could under here. They said different types of fish oils. Fish oils can be very dangerous because they can interact with blood thinners, and they can cause dangerous bleeding, and clinical trials can show they can be dangerous for the heart. Now, there is truth to the fact that if you're taking blood thinners and you start taking copious amounts of fish oil or omega-3 fats, it will cause you to have thinner blood. There's no question about it. That's the beauty of omega-3 fats is that a lot of times, and I'm not giving you medical advice, but in my own personal life and other people I know, you can use omega-3 fats and vitamin E supplements to help naturally thin the blood so you don't need to be on blood thinners. But again, I'm not giving you medical advice. You need to talk to your doctor if you're looking at those types of medications. But again, this is more pure propaganda to try to scare people into thinking, oh my gosh, if you take fish oil, you're suddenly going to have heart arrhythmias. Guys, they make pharmaceutical fish oil that they charge $200 a bottle for. I've looked at it. I've actually looked at the testing on it. It's not even as good a quality as a lot of the fish oil we have, but yet they charge $200 a bottle because it's a prescription fish oil. The next one they put on this list here is ashwagandha. They said ashwagandha perceived to help out with stress. However, they showed in a study that a 73-year-old woman developed heart arrhythmias after she took it. The heart condition stopped when she no longer took ashwagandha. This is one person, one 73-year-old, one time taking ashwagandha, and they did not say the dosage. They did not take the length of time she was taking it, nor did they talk about the quality or purity or basically the extract that they were using or that she was using in this formula. And then it goes on to hear in this whole diatribe about all these different supplements. People need to stay away from them because they're causing all these young people to come down with heart arrhythmias and heart problems. This is pure theater propaganda again to try to justify why so many young adults are dying, if not dying, coming down with severe, severe heart problems. I saw an article that popped up from Health Impact News, and it was discussing a girl from Kansas. And, you know, my condolences go to her family. This is horrific. She's a 20-year-old medical student. And she basically had been working through her RN. She worked her way up from a CNA to a CMA. And in May of 2022, she became a licensed practical nurse. She was working at the Colby Rehab and Health, continuing at Colby Community College to receive her associate's degree in nursing and then become a registered nurse. Well, she essentially went and got a COVID shot and apparently the new one. And the next day, she went into cardiac arrest and coded and died in the hospital. The next day, 20-year-old, extremely healthy girl died the day after she got the new COVID shot. Now, of course, you could say, well, that's not necessarily the cause, Austin. It could have been something else related. Yeah, you could argue that. You could also argue that these are directly related and there's no other viable options that are happening in the market right now. There's not this random occurrence where you see one person happening. This is happening tens of thousands. Look at the VAERS reporting system. Look at the Euro database. And I've had people argue, well, there's no way you can prove that. Well, you can't prove they're safe either, can you? Because they didn't even do human trials on them. They did eight mice. So the, the argument goes both ways on this whole concept that people are trying to tout that this is somehow some natural occurrence when 20-year-olds are dying from cardiac arrest the day after they get a shot. 
my friends, keep getting the truth out there. Keep standing up for what's going on because more and more people are starting to wake up and ask questions. That is a fact. Everywhere I go, the more people I talk to, the more people are saying, no, or I got it the first time. I'm not getting this garbage anymore. I don't know what's in this thing. I'm done. I'm over with it. And you got the CDC comes out quietly a week ago and says, well, no more masks in medical centers anymore if they don't want to wear them. Really? Did we really need their permission? I mean, I told you guys it was the most bizarre thing I ever saw when I had to go to the hospital at the beginning of the year to get more x-rays and get a cast set on my wrist. Dad talked about it in detail, and I talked about it. They kicked us out in the hallway because we wouldn't wear masks while we were waiting to get x-rays. Literally kicked us out in the hallway and told us to take our chairs out there because they were not going to allow us to sit in the waiting room without wearing masks like we were some five-year-olds getting stuck in the corner. So, of course, it was much better to go out of the waiting room we were in and sit in the hallway with everybody walking around while we sat there with no mask on. And again, I told you guys the whole reason I did it wasn't because dad and I wanted to be militant or belligerent about it. It was a simple fact. It was I'm not going to go along with a lie. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I need to wear a mask to make you feel better about yourself because you're living a lie. The same thing goes along with everything else that's happening right now. They're trying to push a lie. They're continually pushing a lie, and the more people that simply go along with it to get along with it, the more they realize the compliance is going to be easier and easier and easier the next step, the next time across. So again, that's why it's so important to be informed, make informed decisions, and continue to talk to people. Yesterday, I was at the bank. I stopped by the bank to run some papers over there to one of my reps that I know, and I talked to him, and I was walking outside, and this old, old lady, I mean, she's probably pushing like 90 years old. I mean, really nice, wearing a mask and had a cane. She goes, can you help me out to my car? And I said, sure. So she grabbed my arm, and I helped her out to her car, and she had to get basically her cell phone, and then I helped her back in there. And the uh, ladies that were working there, were they were like, oh, you're so nice. Well, she asked for my help. I'm not going to make her walk out there by herself. But finally, I, I got she got inside again, and she's all like out of breath. And I said, you please do me a favor. I said, please take that mask off. I said, you that sound like you're about to suffocate with that thing. She goes, oh, I don't, I don't want to catch COVID. And I looked at her flat out. And I said, ma'am, you're not going to catch COVID from taking your mask off. I said, what you're doing right now is you're depleting yourself from oxygen. And the guy standing at the counter looked at me, starts shaking his head. He goes, you tell her, man. And I said, I'm not trying to preach at you, ma'am. I said, but you're over here hyperventilating because we walked from back and forth to car. Not really quick, but just kind of aggressively because I'm trying to help you out. And I said, you got this mask shoved on your face. I said, you're depleting your body of O2. I was like, oh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't do it. I don't want to catch COVID. They, they said I need to wear my mask. And I said, no, ma'am, you don't need to wear your mask all the time. I said, the whole thing's a lie. The girl behind the counter said, ma'am, you can take your mask off. She would not take her mask off even when all three of us were asking her and telling her it's okay if she does so. Why? Because I can guarantee you she has sat in front of the television day after day. She has gone to the doctor's office day after day, and she has been told and trained in her skull and repeatedly told the lie that she absolutely has to wear her mask to be protected from COVID. And I'm sure she probably had her shots. I mean, I can guarantee you that. And it was sad, and I, I left her inside, and I left, and I thought to myself, and I got in the truck, and I thought to myself, how sad – have we done this to these elderly communities and lied to them so much now and terrified them that they literally are terrified to take their mask out in public? But they're not terrified for 
her to hold my arm and carry her out there. She just simply has been trained to believe that the mask is going to protect her when simply is a complete and total lie. That is why it is so important, my friends, that we keep getting the truth out there as much as we can because the lies, the propaganda, the misinformation that they're putting out there, it is stronger than we have ever seen. I mean when you have articles coming out saying that cardiologists are saying they're seeing a rise in 20-something-year-olds getting heart arrhythmias and heart problems caused by vitamins and supplements – Guys, they are grasping at straws to try to justify what is happening right now across the country. Let's give them some truth that they have to try to rebuttal. Let's get the truth out there to the masses that are really eager and hungry to learn what's happening. What do you think, Deb? A really good entrance, Austin. I, you know, of course, the, helping the 90-year-old lady to the car is probably one of the nicest things any of us can do. And I try to do that stuff whenever I can. I will always help people to go out into the parking lots. They're always asked them if they're in a wheelchair, if they're on crutches, or if they're on a walker, can I help you? And most of the time they tell me no. They probably figured I'm some stranger and <laughs> they're not going to get near a stranger. So it was really nice that she actually asked you to help her. Uh, probably because you're so good looking, also. Mention that to you, but but I guess I got to think about how I, I can make, maybe clean myself up a little bit, maybe grow a beard. I don't know. And, and so it, it's it's funny when I when I when I hear that stuff because you're absolutely right. When we try our best to uh, you know go in and and help people that have been so brainwashed by the media and by the CNN and all the rest of these things on Fox and everything else. Of course, Fox isn't nearly as bad. It's like the, it's like the opposing channel to, to basically CNN in order to try to create more and more and more you know, friction for the American population so we can all continue just to you know, be at each other's throats. I mean, it's, the whole thing's crazy what they're doing. But uh, I want to just share something with you real, real quick. I had, I had some great letters come in this morning at AskDrTedB at Yahoo.com. And one lady consent. She wants to be anonymous. I'm not going to mention her name. But she's having a birthday today. She's in her 80s, and I want to wish her happy birthday. Uh, she wrote me one of the nicest, most uplifting letters that I've ever received in my entire life, and it's really nice. She goes, first she said she wanted to, she wanted to thank me. That I want to have everybody's photos sent to me, which I've been posting all these – putting all these photos with your contacts. And, and she said that she wanted to let, let us know who support and pray for us and our wonderful family, and she respects us as a, as a, as a Christian leader. And, and I, I'm, gonna, I'm not reading everything to you because I'll be honest, I get a little embarrassed. I'm, I'm humbled by what she said. And she says, you've shown us in words and indeed just how, how, how you know, I'm not going to add that to you know, what we do. And uh, she goes, I could go on to your friend and how much you appreciate it. But I'll close my emails right now with prayers that our God, Jesus Christ, will richly bless you and yours endlessly with all that is good and perfect and all that you pray for to fulfill your life with the joy and the love you so richly deserve and afford to all of us. Uh, please know we still mourn over your fantastically beautiful, outstanding wife, Sharon, who will always remain in our hearts with love and praise also. And then she goes, you're beloved, Dr. Ted, and special and loved, admired, and respected. And I want to thank you for that, and happy birthday to you. I, I really want to thank you for that. I'm, I'm so humbled by letters like this. I, but in the morning when I got up this morning, I really got built up from that. And so I appreciate you guys sending me letters let me know. And, and then uh, Ross DeLacy, yeah, he, he, he sent me a letter this morning too. And he was talking about what was going on in Vermont, about what's happening with the volleyball team. And he goes, he was he lives in Vermont. He goes, you know, we moved here, you know, 21 years ago from Arizona, and saw the last vestiges of a huge lawn signs of many farms and businesses declaring "Take Back Vermont," in reference to being the first state to have just passed civil unions. And those were the God-fearing, patriotic Americans who still lived here in much bigger numbers. In two decades, it's been astonishing to witness the fury of the leftist communist infiltration, many from out of state like New York, and they absolutely dominate every facet of government in our state. 
So thank you so much for that. And then, and then we had another letter come in from Jason, Jason, and he, this is a really good letter. Yeah, they're all good letters. You guys always send me good letters. And he goes, I've been wanting to send you an email for a while and just expressing my sorrow for your wife. I started listening to your show about a year and a half ago and listened to your show today and yesterday. You mentioned you'd like to have a picture. Thank you again. He goes, I live in Colorado and I work at a grocery store. And he goes on, he goes on to say both you and Austin have been a real blessing in my life. And I'm not reading all of the stuff he said because I get, I get it. I, I'm, I'm humbled by what he says. And then it was interesting. He had a friend of his. He had to drive to Miami back to Colorado with his friend, and the guy's gay. Right? He's going to kind of give you the bottom line here. And now, now Jason's not gay. He's happily married to a beautiful lady out of Costa Rica. And what's interesting about this is, is that this guy is homosexually rode back from who's a friend of his, and he was listening to the talk show and he got angry because of something that I said or something that Austin said, uh, basically about on the show. And then he goes. Then Jason stood up for me and said, "I." told him that you should listen to his show regardless of whether or not you agree with that position. My hope is that he will eventually see that his lifestyle is wrong and eventually turn his life to Jesus. Now, I, I brought that one up on, on purpose, and here's why I brought it up. I want something and everybody to know something. Every single one of us have fallen short of the glory of God, all of us. We've all sinned according to the book of Romans, and of course we all know we all continue to sin every single day. We do. All of us have thoughts we shouldn't think, or we do things we shouldn't do, or we act ways we shouldn't act, or we're ugly to a person who's waiting on a table to us, or they're ugly to us, and we precipitate stuff. All of this stuff goes on all the time. And you know, and the Bible says that they'll know that you love us, that we, that we love him, that we love one, because we love one another. And that's the key. Now, I'm going to say something about homosexuality right now, now that I really don't get into detail as far as much about this, is this. This is Acts chapter 10, verse 35, and starting with the first 34. Peter began to speak, and he, announced, and he says, I now truly understand that God does not show favoritism, but welcomes those from every nation who fear him and do what is right. He sent this message to the people of Israel, proclaiming the gospel of peace of Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. Now, the reason I say that is this. We all continue to be tested and tempted by the things that we do in our own lives. Homosexuality is another sin. That's a sin that God lists as one of those sins that you cannot enter into the kingdom of God if you live this way. But it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. He loves all of us. He just doesn't approve of the sin. And certain sins that you do to your own body are bad. They really are. And you've you, you got to be aware of that. In, in Ephesians verse 6 again, chapter 6, verse 12, it says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can make your stand against the devil's schemes, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Remember that, guys, if you're dealing with this thing with homosexuality. Remember that. But against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this world's darkness, and against every spiritual force of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand your ground and having done everything to stand. We've got to realize this. There's certain things that we continue to do you know, when we're not saved, and there's certain things that we continue to do when we are saved, but God's grace is sufficient for all of us, but you need to stop doing certain types of lifestyles, and the Bible lists them very, very clearly. Homosexual has to be, homosexuality has to be one of those things that God lists, and we need to be aware of that, but also remember this. All you have to do is repent. Confess your sins in the Lord. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, and he will give you the strength to deal with all of this stuff. And he's, as he's done all of us, so many of you have contacted me and talked to me about the fact that we went back on the air uh, 10 days after Sharon's passing. And, you know, and I, I, and I had a friend of mine who's also a TV evangelist and basically has his own TV show. And I told him, I said, I had to be about my father's business. I had to be doing what God wants me to do again. And I needed to stay focused and be goal directed and basically spiritually directed by the Holy Spirit to do what was right in God's eyes, which included going back and talking to you guys and basically coming back to you and encouraging you and let you know that we all go through things that are bad, but it's by the grace of God and by the love of 
Jesus and by the Holy Spirit, by God's love, that we can all overcome this. And that includes sins, including the sin of homosexuality. We can do all of this stuff, guys, but you've got to realize that there's certain things that you just simply can't do. You say, well, that's the way God made me. No, it's not. Now, I'm not telling you that people didn't basically you know, do something to you because of the BPA or because of the estrogen or the soy or whatever that messed up your brain chemistry. I got that. But you know, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all made mistakes. We've just got to turn to God and fight this stuff and stay out of certain lifestyles. You know, it's so true with all of us and everything that we do. And I, and I, we could just list a whole bunch of stuff. You could be drunkenness and envy and fits of rage and malice and hatred and all the other things that God speaks so clearly about not doing. But guys, listen to me. If you're dealing with sin, just remember this. God loves you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants you to repent and not live in those lifestyles anymore and do the best you possibly can. That's all he can ask any of us because all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And grace is sufficient for all of us except Jesus Christ for who he said he is and who he will be in your life. And he'll give you the strength to overcome these different things, whether it's addiction to drugs, addiction to cigarettes, addictions to alcohol, all of this stuff. But you've got to be willing to go out and do what God wants you to do and to live a lifestyle and not flaunt that lifestyle that's bad. You've got to live a lifestyle, a lifestyle of holiness and being basically led by the Holy Spirit. That's all. Of it. And I'm not, guys, I'm preaching to myself now too. I'm preaching to everybody here because that's the key we have to have is that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You hear me quote that all the time. For this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Let me give some advice. If you're dealing with a lifestyle that you don't want to be in, if you're dealing with an addiction that you don't want to have, get some help. You know, find a place you know that can take you through a program that'll help you to get out of that that situational lifestyle. And also remember this: you know, I'm, I'm talking about alcohol and everything now, guys. I'm talking about all of it. But remember this: God is sufficient for you. I told you the other day, God plus one is always a majority. Ask Him to help you. You know, get on your knees and pray. Say, God, please help me with this, and He will. And if you stumble and you fall and you did do things you shouldn't do or you have an extra cigarette or have another drink or whatever, you fall back off the wagon, just get off, just get back on the wagon and just continue to repent for the sins that you have in your life like all of us do. It's really important that. But that sin of homosexuality, that's one of those things that you got to walk away from, which means you got to walk away from your friends that are involved in it with you. You got to walk away from your friends who are drinking alcohol with you. You got to walk away from your friends that are taking drugs with you. You just got to step away and say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to change my lifestyle and I'm going to live a life according to what God wants me to do. Because remember, guys, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious and God lists them out for us. But we're not of that nature anymore when we accept Christ because we're infused with the Holy Spirit. I talked to you the other day about the heart and the, and the brain and the energy field that it puts out. That same energy field from the Holy Spirit permeates you and goes into you and can let you do all things through Christ. Just, just remember that, you know, in, in, in Paul, you know, in Romans, he said that this way, he goes to the law and the sin. He goes, what should we say then? Is law, sin lawful? He says, certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was if it had not been for the law. In other words, if God had not told us what the right things to do were and the wrong things were to do, we wouldn't know any difference. We'd just be like a bunch of animals running around just doing whatever we wanted to do. And he goes, do that which is good then, become, that becomes death to me, but by no means, nevertheless, in order that sin may be recognized as sin, it is used to good to bring to my to, to do the commandment of the, the, the sin might be utterly sinful. And he goes on to say, although I don't, I want to do good, evil is right there with me for my inner being delights in God's law. That's through the Holy Spirit. But then I see another law, this, the waging the war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin working in me. And then he goes on, what a wretched man am I? And he goes, 
who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? And he goes, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. And see, and this is the thing we have to look at all of this stuff, with all of it. We have to realize that God's grace is sufficient for us, and he can help us get through anything. He helped me get through a really traumatic event in my life with the passing of Sharon. And if he can do that for me, <laughs> and you know, and, and, and after being married for 38 years, the most wonderful person in the world, he can do that for you too. He can help you to step through anything in your life that you have a stronghold against you on. Just continue to pray and continue to ask God to bless you in all of the areas of your life and to allow yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, I've talked to you guys so many times about fractal timelines and how timelines converge, you know, and, you know, and when certain things happen in our lives, we need to realize that, you know, there's a reason that happened at a certain point. Now, it may not, and it probably, you know, in many cases when something bad happens, it's not God's will. It's because human beings make certain choices and certain decisions, certain things in their life and whatever, like somebody be an automobile accident and get killed. You know, it's not something that God wanted to have happen. Now, he knew it was going to happen because of the fractal timeline because he's omnipresent, but it's not his will. He allows us freedom of will in our lives, and sometimes that becomes a problem for us if we make bad choices and we do bad things. But guys, remember, though, his grace is sufficient for you. He loves you so much that he sent his own son in his own image to die for you. I mean, Jesus is evident through all of the scriptures, through all of the Bible verses, through all of the books of the Bible. I mean, he was with God in the beginning. He is God, and we need to understand that he gave himself for you to deliver us from anything that we do in this world that's not of him. Because remember, we all have a specific energy frequency, an energy field that permeates around us. We talked about it the other day. But when you become a Christian, that energy field now becomes encompassed with the Holy Spirit. You're infused. That's what the Bible says. The Holy Spirit lives within you. It changes your energy field. So when God now sees you, he no longer sees you. He sees Jesus. He sees himself. And when that happens, it allows you to become one with the Father. And when you leave this planet, you go directly to heaven with God, and you get to spend eternity with him in bliss. And we need to understand that, that we have our hope and glory and future, and death has no victory in us anymore. That's what the Bible says, death, O oh death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? We've overcome both death, hell, and the grave because of what Jesus did. Always remember that. And I, and I know I got kind of preachy this morning, but I got those letters this morning, and I'll be honest with you, I kind of started tearing up when I was reading them because I was so overwhelmed with just the, the love that you guys have for me in Austin. And the fact that you know you talk to me all the time in these letters about how much you love it when I talk to you about what the Bible says, that your preachers aren't covering it the way I cover it, because I guess I see it a different way because of the relationship I have with God through Christ. But I prayed for you this morning, and I really had a really in-depth prayer. And I prayed for all of the people that I mentioned this morning, that I've that all these letters that I've been reading by name, but personally. And thank you for sending the photos with these emails. You guys are amazing. I really love you. Now, there's another article I want to cover real quick, and I'll turn it back over to Austin for a few, a few minutes. It says – it's, this is from the Daily Mail, and I want to share this with you. It says, from raising your risk of diabetes to aging you quicker than smoking, all the potential dangers of loneliness according to science. Now, I'm, this, is a, this is an interesting one. Loneliness can increase your risk of depression, heart disease, and obesity. Feeling alone or misunderstood can increase stress levels, and can, that can actually harm the heart. And, and now they're recommending that people who feel lonely reach out to friends and family. And I'm not going to read you any more of this because you, know, you kind of got the point already with the headlines there. I, want to read, I wanted to read that to you this morning because this. Austin and I are here for you. You, know, you can send me an email anytime you want. Now, if you send me a 10-paragraph a email with 10 questions per paragraph, it's really hard for me to stop and, and, you know, and, and, and answer all those. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't spend three or four hours answering an email and doing research for you. And when you ask me to basically give you information that's easy enough to Google or to run DuckDuckGoGo or whatever you want to do to pull it up yourself, 
you know, you probably need to go ahead and do that. But when you send me these letters that ask me specific questions, you know, one or two questions, I can come back and answer. I always try my best to do that. And I want you to know I really deeply appreciate all of you. But, guys, we are here for you. People say the, the highlight of our day is the, listening to the Ted Nofson Brower Show. Do you realize how that humbles me? I, I'm, so, I'm so overwhelmed with just humility when you tell me that because it, it means the world to me that you guys think like that. And it's like it's like it's like my all my friends and it's like this, this gay fellow who wrote back to Colorado with my friend, you know, you know, God loves you, bud. And if you're listening to the show today, I want you to know that he loves you with all his being for everything he can do. But he sent Jesus for you and for me and for all of us to do what we can do for God. And when we fall short of the glory of God, we don't do what's right in God's eyes. And many of us continue to do that on a going basis because we're all just human beings. Then his grace is sufficient for all of us. And it picks you back up. But it doesn't mean you got to live in that lifestyle. Always look to the Lord and look to the cross and what Jesus did to give you strength and encouragement. And it's really important that I covered this morning. As far as loneliness, I feel the same way. When I connect with you guys, because you know my, my wife is gone. When I connect with you guys and I talk to you guys on the show every day, it's I, I realize how many people are listening. I mean, there's <laughs> there's up to a hundred thousand people listening a day to the show now, and I understand that I'm reaching out to a lot of people right now that are lonely. We, we, we are here for you, and we love you, and we appreciate you. We thank you for listening to the show. We thank you for your prayers. We thank you for the support of Health Masters, and we thank you for being here for us. I, was, I had dinner last night with a friend of mine named Jim and his wife, Sharon, and they invited me over. They live a couple blocks away, and, and he was talking to me about our show, and he says, it's amazing to me that you guys have such a big audience. And I said, well, Jim, it's because we always lift Jesus up. But Jesus said, if you lift me up, I will draw all men unto me. And that's what we do here on this show. This show, as long as I am alive and as long as I have any input into the live, into this show, and I know Austin feels the same way, we will always lift up Jesus. And I will always pray for you guys. And I will always station angels around you. And I will always plead the blood of Jesus over you. And I will always put his hedge of thorns around you. And I'll have to ask for God's protection. I will ask for him to lead your steps and to guide you in all the days of your life. Because that's what we're all here for, isn't it? We're only here for a little while, but the book of James says we're but a mist, and we're here for a little while, and then we're gone. But, but if you're lonely, reach out to us. You know, Send me an email. You can do that, and I'll do the best I can to respond to you as quickly as I can. People are always saying, man, I can't believe how fast you got back to me. Well, it's, I feel led by the Holy Spirit to do what I do with you guys now and because you're my extended family, and you, you, you overwhelmed me with the amount of flowers you sent. To Sharon's, you know, you know, funeral. I mean, it was it was overwhelming, and then I realized the huge reach that we have, and how much you guys love us, and we love you too, and I appreciate you so much, Austin. What do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? That's really well said, and I mean, and that's what we do the best we can, as far as when I'm saying we want to talk to people and try to help people and support people, and that's one of the reasons why I have been so adamant in trying to encourage people to protect these younger children, this younger generation, because guys, they're the ones that are coming up after us. You know, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm still really young. Dad's not going to be here forever. Like he said, it goes by quick and we have to leave something left for this younger generation that they can work with, that they can, they can grow with, that they can preach with, that they can help others with. And, you know, this, I had a discussion last night with Lana and I kind of had this eye opening discussion because I've been praying about a lot of stuff lately because I've been very troubled about what I've been seeing in the school system. You guys know I've brought it up repeatedly and it's probably beating a dead horse half the time because you guys already know this, but it's really, really troubled me. And I've been trying to figure out why, why they are trying to go after these young children so much. 
And, you know, obviously we know a lot of these individuals in the school systems. They're very, very proud, militant pedophiles. They're very blatant about a lot of this stuff. They even put it out on TikTok and how much they love grooming these young children. And I saw an article last night, and it was from Planned Parenthood. And, you know, I absolutely despise Planned Parenthood and what they're about. But they just released a cartoon advertisement blatantly advertising puberty-blocking drugs aimed at minors. The ad says – there are medicines you can take to delay puberty for a while. They're called puberty blockers, and they work like a stop sign. Puberty blockers are safe, and they give you more time to figure out what feels right in your body and your gender identity. Now, first off, that's a complete and total lie. Puberty blockers are not safe at all. They are extremely dangerous, and they wreak havoc on the endocrine system, and they wreck the hormones. It goes on further to say some people decide on hormones or surgeries to help their body match up to their gender identity. Your gender identity is real, and there are medical treatments that you can use to help your body better reflect who you are on the inside. Some young trans, intersex, and gender non-binary people may decide to take these puberty blockers after talking about it with their guardian or nurse or doctor. The website also then specifically cites leprolide, acetate. Is known and the brand name is Lupron, L-U-P-R-O-N. This is a drug that's used as a puberty blocker. Lupron, which is produced by Abby Vi, has been used to chemically castrate sex offenders. It's non-reversal. It's, it's not reversible. Now, what's interesting about this, as we know, Planned Parenthood receives hundreds of millions of dollars from the federal government. What a lot of people don't know is that Abby Vi is one of the top contributors to Planned Parenthood. Abby Vi is the manufacturer of Lupron, the hormone puberty blockers, as they call it. And what it does is essentially chemically castrate you. This video I watched, and I'll, I'll post up on the website. You can see it's very disturbing as far as this cartoon. It's directly aimed at young children, obviously. It's talking about taking puberty blockers before you go into puberty. There's no other age demographic it's going after except for young children. Obviously, if you're 18, 19, 20 years old, this ad article doesn't apply to you any further. They're directly going after young children. And I told Lana, and I, I had this epiphany last night, and you guys – Tell me what you think about it because I was having a very difficult time understanding. I said I knew they are going after these young children. You see what's happened now in the San Francisco school board. They now have this gender list that the teachers will call the children what they think, and then they'll call – tell their parents what they think You know, as far as they have all these different gender identity and pronouns and names and references. They're all trying to do an indoctrinate these children. First off, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds don't need to be talking about this topic. There's no reasonable purpose. Except I figured it out last night, I think. You know in the Bible, there's multiple references in Matthew and Deuteronomy and Mark, and it goes into detail talking about essentially the innocence of children. You know, And one of them was Matthew 19, 13 through 14, and it said some children were brought to Jesus that he may lay hands on them and pray, and the disciples rebuked those people. But then Jesus said, let the children, let the children alone, leave them alone. Do not hinder them from coming to me, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And then another one that says is, moreover, your little ones who have said, you know, basically your sons who say, who this day have no knowledge of good or evil, they shall enter and I will give it to them and they will possess it. He's talking about the kingdom of God. That's in Deuteronomy. There's multiple references that Jesus makes because the topic's been brought up before what happens when a young child dies, you know, if he hasn't accepted Christ because he doesn't really understand. Young children, when they're born, they're essentially pure. They're innocent. They're 
like the Garden of Eden, so to speak, with Adam and Eve. I mean, I remember my children numerous times before when they're running around the house butt naked after they get out of the shower, you know, three years old, giggling and laughing. Pure innocence. They have no idea. They don't they don't get it. That age group, when they're in this age group, this young single digit age group, they don't understand good and evil because they've essentially been protected. They've been pure still. What happens when a child starts to understand good and evil and that evil is continually projected into their brain, they're going to accept evil as the new norm, and their innocence is no longer there anymore. Their purity is no longer there. What I personally think they're trying to do with these young children is they're trying to expose them to this knowledge and this perversion as early as possible so they can absolutely beat any concept of good being put into their brain. Because if you walk in, if a child walks in, a five-year-old Timmy walks into first grade. And every time he walks into first grade, the teacher goes, hey, Timmy, are you still sure you want to identify as a boy? And Timmy goes, well, yeah, I'm, I'm a boy. I don't I don't I'm a boy. Next day walks into class. Teacher goes, little Timmy, are you sure you're still a boy? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm a boy. Next day walks in. Little Timmy, you sure you're still a boy? Finally, he's going to go, well, am I not a boy? Why is everybody asking me if this is what I want to be? Am I not really a boy? Do I need to be a girl? Am I in the wrong body? And they're intentionally perverting these young children's mind. And I think part of this is to prevent these young children from entering the kingdom of heaven at an early age if something goes to them. Because if you have a child that knows nothing but perversion and they're no longer innocent and they're accepting perversion as the new normal, as evil as the current way of life because they've been lied to and indoctrinated and they no longer have that innocence or purity anymore and you've removed Christ from every aspect of their life and the only thing you funnel to them is pure evil and they accept it. I don't know how God handles that, but I can tell you one thing. He doesn't like it and he's not going to be okay with it. And the people that do this to these young children He's very clear. Better off having a millstone tied around their neck and dropped into the deepest part of the ocean, meaning you're going to go to hell and you're going to spend there for eternity, burning and weeping and gnashing of teeth for what you're doing to these children. But there's a reason why they're going after these children at such a young age. They want to indoctrinate them because remember, if you can pervert and pollute a young mind like this, as sick as it is at such an early age, you have a very, very difficult time ever changing the child back into a positive, healthy lifestyle. Because all they have known since their innocence has been lost is pure perversion and evil. That's what these teachers are doing. These are some sick, sick individuals that are involved in this that are trying to do this to these young children because I couldn't figure it out. And that's what it is. They're trying to do it as early as possible to remove their innocence because they do not want them to have any type of connection with Christ because a lot of these children aren't going to be going to church. You know, they're not going to be going to church and going back and forth to school. We already looked at statistics. I told you guys that at that conference, like only about 1% of kids under 18 actually say they carry a biblical worldview. That's currently right now, as bad as those numbers are. That is why it is so important you continually keep your children grounded in the Bible. Pray with them every night. Read them the Bible every night. I do every single night, the best I can, unless we're out of town and we're doing something, but I always try to do it. Try to make sure they're in church on Sunday and on Wednesday. Not that it's going to stop anything from happening bad or prevent them from ever doing something bad by no means. But if you raise them up properly, they have that fallback. They have that peace. They have that understanding. They have to have that peace because if not, they're always going to be searching for something else. There's a reason why it says in Genesis, every thought of every man was evil all the time. It had to go all the way down to the children. There's a reason why post-flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, 
when Lot goes in and it says every man, both young and old, male, descended upon the house. All the children were trained in this perversion. It was the same thing they did back in Greece in the Roman times where they would create these boys that were eunuchs. They would castrate them at an early age. It blatantly says, for the pleasure of older men. This, all this stuff is heavy to talk about. I don't want to bring this up today, but I just had this thought last night because it's way more than just they're trying to teach these kids perversion or trying to normalize it. They're trying to make sure these children never have the opportunity to reach Christ and God Almighty. If they can do this at some young of an age of five, six years old and pollute and pervert them and turn them to evil, it's very difficult to change your direction later on in life. So my friends, please understand, this is a very, very serious battle. They're going after the children for a reason. This concept of this gender dysphoria being a normal thing is not okay. It's a true issue. If a child really has this, and most times it's not a child, it's a teenager or young adult that's fighting this. Young children don't normally have this at all. It's a learned concept because children that are pure and innocent don't think about this concept. They're taught it, guys. Remember that. That is why it is so important you protect your children from the perversion. They're consistently trying to push on them on a regular basis. In Planned Parenthood, these guys are sick. The fact that they're doing cartoon advertisements to children under under 13, you know, pre-puberty, to tell them that they can take puberty blockers like a stop sign, and it's totally safe until they figure out what feels right for your body and gender identity, they're trying to pollute them from the early age and basically castrate them like they did in Greece and turn all these little boys and girls into essentially eunuchs, and they're not going to ever know right from wrong. Everything's going to be pure evil all the time with this next generation. If we continue, it allows to happen, and it cannot happen on our watch. We have to do the best we can to try to fight it and also to expose it for what it really is. And do not be silent. Do not be quiet. Do not be shy about this topic because they're trying to do everything they can to prevent people from bringing this topic up, including calling you a homophobe or you know, transphobe, which is a complete and total lie. I have no fear of that lifestyle. I have great sorrow and sympathy for somebody that's really fighting a battle, and I'm here to help them out. But I absolutely do not have any sympathy, nor am I scared of these sick perverts that are trying to do to young children. They will have an absolutely horrific place in hell for this, but we have to do everything we can to protect these children and their eternity later on in life. But I just want to get that out today because it's been grieving me the last couple of days, and I kind of had more of an epiphany but also peace about it that we have to do everything we can right now, Dad. What do you think? Well, this show is turning into a Bible study is what it is. Yeah, I know. I'm okay with that. I mean, because I mean, you guys, you guys know we cover news a lot, but but you're right. And remember, this is this is all based from those seventy elders that basically met with Lucifer. You know, when Moses went upon the mountain, you know, and basically got the Ten Commandments, and this group met with the evil one, and they took those ancient religions of Egypt and the ancient religions of the Canaanites, and they put them together, and then several thousand years later, they put them into a how-to primer called the Zohar, and this Kabbalah teaches people perversion. It wants them to be perverted. It was around way back when, even thousands of years ago, when the Bible was written, and Jesus directly said these people are the children of the devil. He said – they called them out in the book of John, and that's the group that's still running the planet. They always have been. Their snake in a tree, their Einstein, their perverted gay snake basically who's a hermaphrodite uh, is what they consider to be the greatest expression of, of, of a human being, and that's why they're coming after the children. And, and, and they and they've infiltrated the 
people in the school systems and brought in this communist indoctrination from the Frankfurt School to basically invert everything that God made to be good and be received the thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. So they come in and they, 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 they inch themselves into this and they inch themselves into the situation in which they feel as though they can do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it and how they can pervert these young children. Because here's the thing. Most of these young kids, when they were young, you know, when they, when, when they become homosexuals later, uh, they were abused as children by another homosexual. Uh, they were they were basically touched or they were basically dragged into this lifestyle when they were even before the age of eight. Uh, there's groups of people out there that actually go out and prey on children. We saw that happen in the Boy Scouts. And we saw that happen in the Catholic Church with the priesthood after the Masonic Lodges infiltrated everything. So we have all of this stuff that is happening right now that's just an absolute mess. It's just a mess. And we, and we need to understand that we've got to stand against that. You know, homosexuality by itself is a sin that God forbids. Let me read you this. Let me read you. So we're doing this. We're going to go ahead and do it today now. First Timothy uh, chapter 1, verses 8. We know that the law is good if one uses it properly. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for the lawbreakers and the rebels, the ungodly and the sinful, the unholy and the irreligious, for those who kill their fathers or mothers or, or for murderers. For the sexual immorality, sexual immorality or the practicing of homosexuality or for slave traders and for liars and for perjurers and for whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine that conforms to the gospel according to the glory of a blessed God, you know, which he entrusted to me. This is Timothy, First Timothy. And we, and we need to understand that you know, we've got all of this stuff out there that we just need to be aware of with the Bible. Another verse in Galatians 5.19, but if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law because the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and sorcery, and hatred, and witchcraft, and jealousy, and rage, and rivalries, and divisions, and factions. None of this is of God. And let me, let me go back to the energy field thing again. When you have certain types of let's – it, let's call it a virus in a computer program, and it messes up the, the programming. Just make it simple like that. Let's use, let's use a, a vernacular that's simple to understand. Because we've all gotten viruses on our laptops and viruses on our iPads and viruses, viruses all the time because people have put this stuff into people on purpose. When that virus gets into the energy field that's your body and your mind and your soul and your spirit and your DNA, it basically creates an anathema for God in which he's no longer able to be part of that energy field with you. Now, when you accept Jesus Christ, that energy field is changed and replaced. That's why I said we're led by the Holy Spirit and we don't live like this anymore. And now you say, well, that's very difficult to do because we all have to fight this constantly. And you're absolutely right. We all do, guys. I'm not painting some halo over my head. Heaven's sakes, I'm not going to do that ever. I'll ne I've never done that about myself with you guys. I mean, we've all are, are sinful. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, or we all have had our energy fields corrupted by sin. And that's why God's so careful. And he tells you there's certain things you don't want to do. And I agree with Austin. These people that drag these children into this ditch, they're going to go to hell. There's nothing out of that. They're, they're just going to go to hell. And they're going to be in hell for all eternity where Austin said there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But that doesn't mean that we need to allow them to do it in our school systems. We need to stand against that in every single thing we possibly can. Because, guys, if we stand against it and we realize that we can't allow this to go on any longer and we go to our school board meetings like I did with Austin last year and I just absolutely pitched a fit and talked about cultural Marxism and you know critical race theory and everything, they understand very quickly that we're not going to put up with it. And here in Polk County, we got pretty much all but one of those people off the school board. I have no idea how that one stayed on. Because we're not going to have that down here. We're not going to allow these people to come in and induce cultural Marxism to our children and cause them to have these problems. But that's the key. That I, and, I, and I wasn't planning on doing a whole show on sin today. But the reality is, is that sin is that energy field that separates you from God. But when you repent, 
and you're quick to ask God to forgive you, he'll help you to get through this. Does that mean you're going to continue to struggle with sin all the days of your life? There's a real high probability that we all are going to do that. In fact, the answer to that question is yes, we all are going to have that happen to us because we are constantly bombarded from the evil. Why do you think the Lord's Prayer says, and deliver us from the evil one? That's the correct interpretation of the Lord's Prayer. You deliver us from the evil one. And whenever we pray that in response of reading in a church, and I go to the Lutheran church now, I will, I will add that because they, they, say, they just say deliver us from evil, but the real verse says deliver us from the evil. I say deliver us from the evil one. That's the key here because this battle is not against flesh and blood. We've got to get that. So there's certain things that we need to realize that we just got to get out of our lives, period, if we want to inherit the kingdom of God. Does that mean that we may not stumble and fall and you know, fall back into a lifestyle or do something we shouldn't ought to do? We all do that. So now, I know I'm getting re- done that now, but I just, wanted, I just wanted to just share that with you guys this morning because Austin brought that up with the kids, and it's so important that you understand that. Look at, look at California right now. This is an article from PJ Media, and it says, the morning briefing, once glorious California is now a fascist lunatic asylum. Now, I would change that from fascist, and I would make it communist lunatic asylum. It goes back to basically happy morning, happy Tuesday. Uh, they spoke about unfortunate uh, – anyhow, I'm, I'm not going to read this to you. But California is basically a failed state as far as I'm concerned, and, and it's important that we understand how bad this is. Now, this, there's another article that came out from the American Thinker. Now, I like Ron DeSantis. You got you guys know that, but they're asking some questions, and it says, is DeSantis a MAGA understudy or a saboteur? This is an article by Brian Parsons, and I'm not, I'll, I'll give you my opinion on this in a second. Since my foray into politics – I've come to understand that our system compromises insiders and outsiders and that Donald Trump was a consummate outsider. He was opposed by the system on both sides of the political aisle. Admittedly, I counted myself amongst the opposition. It was only when I had faced with a choice of having another Clinton, whom we were told held a 95 percent chance of victory, that I felt a throwaway vote for Trump was in order. To my surprise, he actually won and he wasn't supposed to win. And it goes on to about to talk about the Ron Paul revolution, talks about Mom Romney was a made man. And he goes, similarly, Hillary Clinton was a made woman in 2016. And it wasn't until the comments of her leaked emails in the former DNC chairman's Donald Brazel's books, Hacks, that we made aware of the arrangements to trade the party's presidential nomination for paying off the DNC's debts. Now, in addition to that, let me say something else about Hillary Clinton. A lot of us came in in 2016, 2015, when we found out what was going on with the WikiLeaks about the about all this the, the, the blood stuff and the weird sacrificial stuff she was involved in and sacrificing chickens to Moloch and all the other crazy stuff and soul cooking with Abramovich and all the rest of this stuff. We saw that the Kabbalah influence in what was happening, and we blasted it into the media, and thereby we actually caused a landslide victory for Donald Trump, who was not supposed to win because the algorithms weren't set up enough to handle a landslide, and they fixed that in 2020. They fixed it, and they thought, well, we're not going to let that happen again. We're going to just adjust the algorithm. I think it was the 1.2 votes for basically Trump would generate 1.2 votes for Biden. So it was literally an impossibility at that point to have Donald Trump rewin an election. Now, Donald Trump's got his own set of warts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I also believe that he has some issues. Now, when it comes to DeSantis and what DeSantis believes, I don't know. You know, I, I don't understand anything as far as what we can do. He goes on to say that DeSantis' red flags are harder to find than most, but there are a few head scratchers. At a time when conservatives are pushing back against a totalitarian global climate agenda, DeSantis established for Florida's first chief resiliency officer to tackle climate change. His first appointment was Julia Nijavat, a member of both the World Economic Forum as well as the Council on Foreign Relations. I'm going to repeat that. DeSantis established his first chief resiliency officer to contact to, to attack climate change. First appointee was Julia Nijavat, a member of both the World Economic Forum as well as the Council on Foreign Relations. In, descent, in addition, 
DeSantis signed a climate resilience lab legislation was strongly promoted by left-wing insurance lobbyist Zurich Advocacy and the World Economic Forum. Again, the same organization was happy to announce its presence in DeSantis' inauguration. And for a guy who likes to rail on Davos, passing Davos-inspired legislation and hiring their people raises some eyebrows. And he goes on to say that DeSantis is not a foreigner to good old boys clubs either. Having come up with through the Ivy Leagues at Yale and Harvard, he was a standout baseball player at Yale and was our 41st president, George H. Bush, who was also at Yale, whom their field is named after. DeSantis was also a member of Delta Kappa Epsilon fraternity at Yale, just as notable members George H. Bush and George W. Bush and the Supreme Court Justice Jeff Brett Kavanaugh are and were. For fraternal organization, that's an impressive list of notable Republican membership. In other words, he's in the same fraternity as George Bush and George W. Bush and Supreme Court and Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Come on, guys, it's starting to look like a duck. It says, in conversation about MAGA politics, DeSantis is the lone heir apparent of the MAGA movement and rhetoric and airtime. While his good looks and charisma and forthright temperament make him an attractive choice for the lead role as president of the United States, his resume lacks a backseat to the publicity. A deeper dive into the casting crew raises eyebrows as well. To date, DeSantis has raised more than $142 million for a statewide race, largely from a small but wealthy national insider audience. I'm going to post the rest of this because I'm running out of time this morning. But again, DeSantis seems to be the heir apparent, you know, and he seems to be saying what is right. But there sure are a lot of questions about his Yale fraternities with Bush and the rest of these guys and all the other stuff that they're involved in. So keep your eyes open on this. Don't put your hearts and minds in DeSantis. Put your hearts and minds in Jesus, for he is the author and he is the finisher and he is the perfecter of our faith. I love you guys. It was my pleasure to read your letters on the air today. It was my pleasure and my privilege to pray for you today. You guys are amazing. Austin, finishing up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, my friends. I continue to just encourage people to encourage one another. You know, as everybody goes through strange things and different things, there's always, you know, you never know what somebody's going through. And always take time. If somebody wants to talk to you or needs your help or needs your support, be there for them the best you can. So thank you again for supporting Health Masters, even if you're just buying your toothpaste or your multivitamin. As I said before, Thank you for the support. Also, to another news, something that was interesting as well. I saw this kind of just a more signs of the times of a lot of the stuff that's happening on a regular basis. They're now showing that over in Europe, in the Netherlands, they're now starting to bring in cruise ships to handle the load of migrants that are coming there. And there's actually videos now coming up on TikTok showing human traffickers from the Middle East that are showing how they get people from the Middle East to the Netherlands so they can basically claim asylum and they can hang out on this boat now and basically party. Apparently they already did a six-month contract. The, the Netherlands country, the country of Netherlands government, did a six-month contract with this cruise ship Basically gives them at least access to three meals a day. They have their private rooms with showers, Wi-Fi, and they it's docked too, by the way, so they can get on and off the boat at any and all times. While at the same time, people in the Netherlands, actual citizens there, um, are trying to figure out what to do as far as buy food or buy heat because the fuel cost has gone up so precipitously. Because of course, you know we've got to show Russia. You know it's it's for Ukraine. We all need to go through this for Ukraine. Ukraine doesn't want peace, guys. Nobody's figured that out yet. Ukraine just wants more money. The longer they can keep this war going, the more richer and wealthier these people are going to become. They're, what, $50, $60 billion now in total aid that we've given them? Well, now we're trying to see down in Florida how we can get some type of federal grant money to help out with the massive, massive damage that has wiped out an enormous portion of Florida. And uh, Biden's like, yeah, 
Sorry, guys. The best I'm going to be able to do with that is uh, another $650 million to Ukraine. Just did the other day. It's like a week ago. No, $650 million to Ukraine. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, sorry, guys. Florida, you're on your own. You know, we don't like you guys down there. You don't listen to what we tell you. So, um, yeah, we're just going to give more money to Ukraine. Quite frankly, good riddance to the rest of these sick individuals. We'll figure out how to do it down here in Florida, as we always have. The original people in Florida, we know how to survive down here, and we know how to get through it. So thank you again for your support and everybody that's taking care of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the product of the week. As I told you guys earlier, y'all voted and it won the Cortisol Buster. I know a lot of people have been using this product right now. It's an incredibly good formula. Helps out with stress. Helps out with cortisol really helps to kind of just ease your body a little bit in your mind sometimes because the psychological effects of cortisol and stress can be taxing, especially if it's continuous. You know, we, we've dealt with that before with numerous storms and numerous events down here. You start getting worn out after a while. So, again, I encourage you, keep the faith up strong. Continue to help one another out the best you possibly can and get the truth out there because we're all in this together. It is to be. It's up to us when it comes to the truth and standing up for what's good and what's right because – that's starting to dissolve. There's not a lot of people left that are willing to say anything, and even the people that do believe it aren't wanting to say anything about it, including a lot of the pastors. And that's why I encourage you to encourage your pastors, encourage the people you're around. Be vocal because they're doing everything they can in the media right now to try to shut down truth and try to shut down freedom, and they don't want anybody being able to speak about it. i got a bunch of, a bunch of articles I'm going to bring up again tomorrow, stuff I didn't get to today. We just kind of went on a rabbit trail, some really, really important stuff that had to get brought up. But tomorrow, got a lot of stuff we're going to be putting together for a really, really good show and how we can continue to fight a lot of the censorship and a lot of the push to try to claim anything we say is disinformation when those groups that are calling it disinformation are the very ones that are lying. So thank you again for the support, my friends at Health Masters. If you need anything, give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.